I would think Gumby, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've not watched a lot of Gumby, would no, who has? be able to slither out of any restraint Houdini yeah, like whenever he wants. Oh, That's well, the thing yeah. about restraints. Most of the time you can just let go and get out of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think bondage is not necessarily literally about being physically restrained so much as <laughs> like hanging on to ropes. Like you saw that. <laughs> Hang on, I have to go to the, the sweet bun shack. Let me just take my hands down from this tickle trap I'm in. Right, right. You said you said restraints so confidently, and I realize now you meant sexual restraints, but it sounded like you were saying, like, anyone who's in handcuffs could just leave. You just... Oh, yeah. No, no jail can point. hold me. No. Oh, well, no, yeah, no. Caitlin really blames the criminal also for, for sticking around. <laughs> Any yeah, jail is in your mind. Just get out of those things. Just get out of and walk away. <laughs> Sorry, officer. Pineapple. (laughs) Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about uh, people paying us to watch uncomfortable S&M stuff. Actually, like, fairly frequently. You, you, you know, guys, I, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, I actually have two categories of movies. This is movies I should watch on BART publicly and movies I shouldn't. <laughs> and I really wish yeah. I I remember which one that was before starting, but once you're in, you're in, so. <laughs> that is Bart's, that's BART's motto, really. Yeah, once you're in, you're in. That's actually, I mean, it was pretty packed tight, so that's not inaccurate either. <laughs> also, so. sometimes you're under a, an ocean, so you can't get out of a subway car. Yeah, right. You Honestly, yeah. if you think that was the worst thing someone was watching on BART, you are so <laughs> sweet and naive. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have a great panel with me today. First up, uh, he's in, and he's in. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Uh, this this is, I'm going to say, Gary Marshall's finest movie. Ooh. This is mm, yeah. interesting. Better, better than better than uh, the one about Mother's Day. Better than the one about uh, yeah, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. <laughs> we watched New Year's Eve together. But what about Pretty Woman? People like that one. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Well, okay, best. Well, it might be equally creepy. <laughs> I I mean, like all the re- like stuff I was reading about. I haven't actually seen Pretty Woman, but it was like he tried to do for S and M what he did for prostitution with Pretty Woman, and so I don't know what that is. So what did he do for prostitution? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that movie isn't super about prostitution. Oh. I thought it was about right? being able to shop when you, you know, after being discriminated against. Right? I thought it was mostly about polo. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we well, should watch Pretty Woman. Now. Yeah, so he did. Yeah. What, he did with this. What he did with uh, for prostitution, Pretty Woman, which is not talk about it very much. <laughs> yeah. Just use us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taught us about polo instead. Um, also joining us today uh, in sweltering on fire Los Angeles at Ugh. Sarah Hathaway on Twitter. It's Sarah Hathaway. When the sun comes up, the bras come down. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess means like you only wear bras while you're sleeping. I don't know. I don't know guys. how that works. We. This is going to be a very interesting conversation. I, f- I feel like I'm Gary so Marshall excited. has made bras more confusing for me as well now. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, right? That was like the breakfast buffet at the strip club <laughs> at the beginning when they were busting someone. Oh, yeah. Where apparently they only about... serve popcorn for breakfast. Yeah, uh, well, that's and why it was you can like afford so it. early in the morning. That's why you can afford it to be a buffet is because it's only popcorn. Yeah. The item <laughs> cost is very low for them. Mm-hmm. Um, man... <laughs> 
The sun comes <laughs> wait, up. wait, can we pause for one second? Uh, for IMDb for keyword, one of the ones that came up was woman wearing only a man's shirt. <laughs> oh, that's a great... <laughs> I mean, that's right, every yeah, movie, though. Oh, man. Yeah, it does. Can, can anyone I else name a, a movie when this happened in? <laughs> wait, no, that happens uh, all the time. Oh, yeah, every absolutely. movie. Yeah, every okay. movie. Notting Hill. In Basic Instinct. It happens in uh, the uh, parody of Basic Instinct, <laughs> Fatal Instinct. <laughs> you could have just clicked the link as it if you wanted to learn It definitely happens more. in Naked Gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's a, just a wonderful morning after thing, right? Because the, the sun is up, so the bras are down, so you just wear yeah, a big yeah, baggy then, shirt. Yeah, only a man's shirt. Okay, great. Let's keep moving. You know, Gary Marshall is also the voice of Buck Cluck in Chicken Little. There's so much Hi. to learn. What a world. Anyway, <laughs> what a world. Also, also joining us today, also in Sweltering and on Fire Los Angeles, at Caitlin Gill on Twitter. She's Caitlin Gill. Hi. I am. And true love is always the ultimate fantasy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I I do know like when you're going through like if you're like searching uh, porn keywords that's the most popular one true love true love you always click on that one first right after croissant boob (laughs) that's big in Australia that's an Australian trick oh my god oh man croissant boob was where I almost threw my computer across the room I had oddly I had that moment spoiled for me because Roger Roger Ebert talked about it extensively and I was like, what oh, did people think of this when it came out? Yeah, and he was like, there's this long moment where the movie can't decide if it's about her eating a croissant or him or him licking cinnamon off her nips. <laughs> um, if you had seen me passing through 19th Street Station at that point, <laughs> I was doing my best. I'm not watching a croissant boob situation right now, face. But I don't think anyone was buying it. For what it's worth, it was more about butter than it was about sex. Well, <laughs> agree I disagree. Mean, God, like this is a movie where I I was watching it on my laptop with headphones in in the same room as my husband, and at one point he was like, "Whatever is happening, you are making a lot of faces." <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess let's talk about it, you guys. Everybody, put on your Eden outfits, and we'll get started. Um, this is episode <laughs> Thank number you, Citizen. <laughs> this is episode number four hundred and six of the podcast. <sighs> we have now done as many episodes as the area code for the entire state of Montana. Uh, they only have the one just one have... made me kind of sad yeah well but it's it's kind of fun they're really into it there's like a bunch of like uh 406 tattoos and such um there's also oh. it's the uh, eponymous number for the montana state university's 406 labs a business accelerator that just got a fifty thousand dollar grant to attempt to breed super crickets what? oh that <laughs> seems bad right no, that's gonna I backfire science don't ask if you can ask <laughs> if you should wait guys guys I mean, is this just going to be a cricket that, like, uh, wait, so is it a cricket that comes with more fries, or is it a cricket that, like, you know, uh, flies around? (laughs) (laughs) It's the special sauce, is really what does it. Oh, God. Um, Actually, I mean, it definitely sounds more terrifying. I think it's just a normal-sized cricket, but with a little bit more omega-3 fatty acid. Um, oh, to eat? Because uh, that's, a, as you know, a very trendy acid right now. And um, Wait, isn't that what we tried in Deep Blue Sea? To get a more <laughs> fatty is, it, is this cricket going to carry Sam Jackson away at some point? I hope so. I'm done with him. Oh, what? No, I don't know. Uh, actually, I, I, this whole thing, I guess I was just drawn to this because I feel like the world keeps trying to tell me that I'm going to have to eat crickets eventually, and I don't want to. I, you know what? I did it. No. It was fine. No, but fine. It's fine. But we, but don't push it. Like it's, it doesn't have to happen. <laughs> it, 
It has to happen. I mean, no, if you I, okay, have a different so, plan. <laughs> so there's like uh, in Snowpiercer, that's like the horror middle reveal is like, oh god, we ate crickets, and now yeah. people are like, I have these cricket chips at Whole Foods. You should try some. I don't want any. Uh, I, thought I thought it was more like roaches more... in Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah. If it was crickets, oh. I would have thought. Uh, it was like, wait a second, these are roaches. I thought these were crickets. <laughs> okay, maybe that's <laughs> yeah. what it was. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but we don't I, like. The the thing is, they're like, we're going to have to all eat crickets because it's better for the environment. And then it turns out we actually aren't very good at raising crickets yet. So we don't have any crickets to eat. Like uh, well, you know, it I, takes a whole village to raise how crickets. Do you, how could you be bad at raising crickets? <laughs> you do know, it on accident. You have too many Super lizards? just happen. It's really judgy for a non-cricket parent, Caitlin. <laughs> Honestly, I've accidentally been a cricket parent many times. <laughs> I bought well, a lizard at a garage sale out of sympathy, and I had a fucking veiled chameleon for too long. I'm not a lizard person. I just have too big a heart sometimes. Aww. I didn't take good enough care, care of it. I gave it a lot of crickets. When I was moving, my dad said we should put it in the backyard until my mover turned out to be a lizard guy. So it lived out the rest of its life in some kind of herpetology paradise. I don't know. Man, you really you really caught a break there. Yeah. And for I did. A- it was bizarre. I got like a follow-up picture of this lizard and living a much better life than I could have provided. That lizard married up twice. Honestly. <laughs> wow, that's actually a really happy story. Not expecting where I expected the segment to go. <laughs> Nor yeah. did I. I, I did like not it. think I'd be bringing up my lizard 104, named after the biology class I took one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, did anyway, we watch a movie. Anyway, Sorry. speaking Let's of places to that visit movie. that are uncomfortable, oh. this week we're talking about Exit to Eden. The 1994 BDSM comedy thriller based on the Anne Rice book of the same name. Um, God, Lord. I know. Uh, <laughs> this is actually our... So we, we did read The Taming of Sleeping Beauty, which was the Anne Rice book written under a fake name. Uh, Robert, I think. Uh, you know, this definitely seems like a film that started out as a book that was some fairly serious, seriously intended erotica and then got a weird comedy plot yep. pasted to it. I really want this to happen more, more times for both erotica and for buddy cop comedies. <laughs> uh, comedy is well, a generous term. <laughs> well, In the article about the book, it says that the the movie was changed like the movie changed the story significantly. Yeah. And when you look at the Wikipedia for the movie, it informs you that the police storyline yes. was not a part of the book. Completely unrelated. So Dan Aykroyd yeah. and Rosie O'Donnell were totally added characters. Yep. Such a bizarre thing to drop into a, a BDSM romance story? Yeah. Well, sure. It's okay. so weird. I think HBO did an early Netflix move where they looked at their uh, algorithm and their demographics and just realized <laughs> that they crush it in comedy and they crush it in softcore porn. And, and, and they were like, half the budget, one movie, let's go. Yeah, it's let's like, put it's like a studio this that made it. This is like a pizza compromise where you're like, I really want my half of the pizza to be uh, Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell having a good time and then you're like I want my half of the pizza to choke me and <laughs> no, then your entire pizza is both anchovy and s'more that's what you get God. But that it was, was made by analogy. HBO. At least their title comes up in the credits. And if you think about it, HBO is literally the only network that could ever show this movie. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because it stars Dana Delaney in full frontal, Paul yeah, Mercurio so in full frontal. in full backle. And Rosie O'Donnell and Dan Aykroyd in completely and then superfluous. And her rubs on her his back dole. It's yeah. all good. I yeah. like this movie a lot. I actually wow. really like this movie. I, I also enjoyed this quite a bit, despite my shame watching him bark. 
so why are so why are we talking about this? It's it is a uh, sponsor Timber, you guys. It's our we have, we haven't done sponsored episodes in almost a year, but it's sponsored Timber, and we're finally able oh to do God. it again. And I'm so excited about it. This is sponsored by Paul from New Jersey, who is a returning sponsor, a meat buddy, and who claims to always use Amazon.com when he buys stuff from Amazon. What a good dude, right? Oh, like dude. What a committed way to go, meat buddy. Uh, so this movie, and he says this is why he's picked it. It's it's from 1994, which we all agree is the year of movies. Mm. Ni- yes, 1994, okay. year of oh, film. Boy, don't this movie prove it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine this? And uh, Goodwill Hunting came out the same year. Isn't that crazy? That was not true at all. No. Okay. 97. Take it back. All right. What else was 94? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Forrest Gump. The Why Lion we... King, The Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, <laughs> yeah, okay. The New Little Rascals, The Santa Claus. I mean, you can't top that. Yeah, okay, Dumb and Dumber. Man, maybe we we're a little overcommitted to this year. I don't know, Lion King for sure. <gasps> True Lies. Okay, done. This is officially the best year in film. But also, Ooh, like the Mask, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Problematic Now, so funny then. <laughs> all right, I'm yes. starting to think maybe this was just the year we were all like 12 and liked watching movies. Apparently, um, also interview with the vampire. So yeah. Anne Rice is just crushing it. Yeah, I, she I got, got one, two. one good one. Yeah. One, one for you, one for them. Misinterpretation <laughs> of her work. How man, how mixed incredible. blessing what? of the year for her. I hope she knew nothing she about the development money. process. Where it's like, like, oh yeah, sure. She was just like, she was like, hey, Anne, like, hey, Anne, good news. We have this fat ch- stack of money for you. Also, um, look, watch this movie and don't. Don't, so, we're sorry. Just we're sorry. Here's an, enjoy this pile of money. Remember how you didn't want to put your real name on this movie? We're taking our names off it. Now it's just Anne Rice. <laughs> yeah. It's an Anne Rice uh, joint. Uh, so also he said, uh, Paul said, that even though it's not good, uh, it is um, that it was the original premise of our show. Touche. And also it does yes. have plenty of butts. So good so point, Paul. Butts. You know what? I was all for that. And like. Thank you for letting me be on this episode, if only so I could look at some butts. And I do love um, Strictly Ballroom, and I often spend all of Strictly Ballroom wondering what that dude's butt looks like, and now I know. Now you know, yeah. Well, Uh, hold on. Unless it was a butt double. Well, now you know what his butt looks like a couple years later, all right? I do know what his butt looks like a couple years later. I mean, but the dude is like a dancer. I'm assuming that was his actual butt, because you don't need a double for that. No, well, you need a single. Also, also, if you get a butt double, then you know what his butt wishes it looked like. So that's still right. good. It still mm. counts for something. You can extrapolate. Or butt dreams. <laughs> an alternate <laughs> title for this film. <laughs> Hashtag butt goals. I am so excited about Spawn's Timber, you guys. I'm so excited for this. And we have several other great topics uh, coming up. Uh, since we didn't do a reveal episode this time around, uh, I just want to give you guys a quick heads up. We're going to be talking about Surf's Up 2 Wave Mania. The oh, surfing penguin away. slash wrestling crossover. We're going to be talking about Country Strong, starring her goopness Gwyneth Paltrow. And Oof. then we're going to be reading Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. What? Oh, wow. I know. Huh. I know. Isn't that great? That, because someone wants I us mean, to do that. Left turn. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take it. We've always been about Harry Potter. We always so, will be about Harry Potter. I have wanted to talk about Harry Potter on this podcast for so long, and somebody finally gave us the right opportunity, and I'm super excited about it. Obviously, oh Sarah... Are it- you, like, afraid that you'll, like... I mean, about the wrath you'll incur if you <laughs> shit-talk it? We're not going to shit-talk it. I love it. I'm just well, going to well, love it. Thing, okay. we'll, how will the I'm first worried. one hold up? Yeah, I'm worried if you revisit and you'll be like, oh, no. And I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I've read it so many times I have no distance. But that's, my, I guess what I'm saying is I'm afraid 
I will cut all ties with you. <laughs> I'm well, afraid for this friendship. Obviously, Sarah, you will, uh, assuming scheduling work out, you have first right of refusal to that podcast. But Oh, uh, my God. Okay, well, then we're fine. Okay. <laughs> I can ass- be bribed. I'm sort of assuming you'll be there. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think it's going to be super fun. And I part of the, the thing of the show now is also doing stuff that I want to talk about. I have plenty of things that I think will be funny to discuss about the first book, but I also love it. So it'll just be a great... It'll be fun. It's a perfect fun thing. So that's all coming up. And then we'll have more sponsorship. If you want to sponsor, you want to get on the fun, we'll probably have more in a couple months, probably sponsuary, I'm guessing. Mm. Mm. Anyway. That's a natural fit. Yeah. Mm. So sign up on the mailing list or follow us on Facebook or Twitter to find out when that happens. All right. Now, let's finally go back. Let's talk about this movie. Let me give you a summary. You're having such a good time. I'm sorry (laughs) to bring it on your parade, but let's talk about the movie Exit Eden. Let me give you a summary. Elliot Slater is a hot Australian photographer living in Southern California. He's kind of into kinky stuff because he was spanked as a child by a French maid, but he is kind of also ashamed of himself, which uh, makes it hard for him to have relationships. So he decides to explore his kinky side by signing up for a very expensive BDSM vacation that involves extensive uh, pre-vacation screenings and testing at an island called Eden, where he'll be taught how to uh, be a sub and eventually a dom maybe by Mistress Lisa played by a fully naked Dana Delaney. Once on the island, he's at first uncomfortable with the activities, which involve wearing a thong and being ordered around by the women of the island. But And also, sometimes there's a carousel, but with naked people instead of plastic horses. But like real so naked good. people. Anyway, just typical Anne Rice such pseudonym Such an Anne Rice shit. move. Yeah, <laughs> such an Anne Rice move. Uh, the head dominatrix, Mistress Lisa, takes a bit of a shine to him and agrees to train him personally, but he shines back a little too hard. Oh no, he's smitten. What? You're not supposed to do that on Spank Island? Well, he did it. He <laughs> fell in love, and he's charming enough and fast enough on rollerblades to win her over. <laughs> he convinces her to leave the island for a brief trip to New Orleans, where they continue to fall in love by licking cinnamon off their nips. And then uh, she's scared of love, so she runs away back to Spank Island, and he runs after her, and then shows up chained up to the ceiling and proposes, and love wins. That's the whole movie. Uh, I didn't leave anything out, did I? You make it sound so there's, much more interesting. I didn't leave anything out. there's no subplot at all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, fine. I guess for those at home who did not watch it, I should also say there's this other thing that happens that doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Before he leaves for Spank Island, Elliot, it ac- to me. <laughs> Elliot accidentally photographs. It mattered to me. <laughs> Before he leaves for his kinky vacation, he accidentally takes a picture of a world-renowned jewel thief, who then spends the movie trying to murder him. And Rosie O'Donnell and Dan Aykroyd are bumbling cops in cold pursuit, who go to the island and I would say th- hot and heavy pursuit. No, they mostly just spend the time kink shaming all the people who paid good money to get away from their prudish '90s jokes. <laughs> I, yeah, and make I, cruel jokes about Rosie O'Donnell's appearance. Yeah, that was that was rough. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if I filter out the bad stuff, but I think I took a positive mes- message of self acceptance uh, from this movie. Yeah, I'm, that's what you could do if you just ignore the textual <laughs> evidence. That's yeah. an option available to you. <laughs> so we good. I'll, but Rosie, I mean, well, okay. I, I, Ezra, I'm with you. Oh, okay, good. Great. I mean, I like I like Rosie and Dan a lot, and I even like the idea of them in a buddy cop movie. And I don't hate the idea of them as buddy cops going to a in a, a spanky island, but they're just so judgmental of the people who go to a private island to do this stuff. 
she doesn't care. She's yeah, into no, it. She was not judgmental, dude. She, I, I, she was kind of into it, I think. I, I thought mm-hmm. she, she wanted to get, okay, she wanted like a task rabbit also on the side for sure. Like she was definitely <laughs> interested in people just painting her house and she didn't want to have sex with a guy. But she was definitely down with it happening and she was much less judgmental than him. Yeah, he was the, he was so judgy. I I don't know. She was still a little bit like, ew, get away from me. Eh, that's weird. I don't need that. Eh, I don't know. I feel no, like if they I mean, if they go to yeah, your cuddle she island, turn down sex from her like slave dude because he creeps in through her lockless door. Like yeah. boundaries, baby. She I, gets I would, to say when and if. But it's an island for that. I mean, like she's the one who's she's a guest on their spank island. That's all I'm saying. She should treat it more but respectfully most of their as their activities host. seem to be like seminars in classrooms. A whole lot of and seminars then, and then I sports day. I mean, we day. should probably hold on to... I guess I'm getting... A li- I, this is probably hate adjacent. <laughs> yeah. But I was genuinely, genuinely confused about how the structure of this island works because it mostly seemed like a timeshare type of selling <laughs> seminar thing you had to go to before they would let you like get spanked by... One of the citizens. Yes, yeah, like, now speaking will happen. Very, but first, it is a straight. It is an honest preview in any life in any polyamorous venture you're ever going to make. You think <laughs> it might be possible while sex all the time with a whole bunch of people, but nope. Get ready to multiply your text messages by ten it's times. Just, oh. data plan. <laughs> there is more communication necessary as soon as you expand your sex life to that kind of world. Like. That oh part felt amusingly honest to me, <laughs> where, like, the amount of conversation and rule establishing that goes in before actually doing it, it's like a, it's a 10 to 1 ratio. Well, but, oh, wow. But is there also uh, spank ping pong, where a mostly naked guy is the ball? Sure, you get to do that right after you have a two-hour conversation about the rules of being the ball and how often <laughs> one gets to get spanked and what the foul actually is in the game and what this says about everybody's overt and invert, like their sexuality related to now and their past. And <laughs> does this remind anybody of their mother? Let's hug about it, and then you can play ping pong. Well, I'm turned but. on. So let's do uh, a compliment <laughs> sandwich. We like starting end every show with a compliment. It's how we say fair and legitimate in the face of even. And rice adaptations. So, Ezra, I'm going to make you go first. What's your first nice thing you're going to say about Exit to uh, Eden? Um, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I, I really do think like Rosie O'Donnell's like, I guess like, like I, so I, I don't, I don't think I watched this when it came out because I was nine and my parents <laughs> were not like asleep at the wheel. Um, I hope you didn't watch it. Um, but uh, uh, I do actually, I totally remember like the cover. Um, and I think we did. We watched. So we watched. Uh, Siskel and Ebert, and and I think I do remember this uh, a bit. Uh, but I guess here's what I'll say: is Rosie O'Donnell's like I think humor like actually aged pretty well for me. Like like I thought like a lot of her quips mm-hmm. and like her like timing like she was like she was I thought she was like very funny uh, like throughout this uh, like funnier from way funnier for me than Dan Aykroyd. And so like I just I I never really actually gotten much into her sense of humor um, like uh, outside of her being in. Um, uh, League of Their Own. Uh, so, like, that was, like, this, these were, like, really my only introductions to her, uh, her 90s oeuvre. So, I, I was I was down. Like, good job, Rosie. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think the jokes worked for me as well, but her, she is she was funny, I think, delivering sort of lackluster material. I thought she did a good job. I think she was fun. And she sure did wear that outfit when she had to. And... Yeah, just, all over that island. <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was she was definitely fun. I, I think that's a great compliment. Sarah, why don't you go next? Uh, well, I mean, I'll take the low-hanging butt, as it were. <laughs> um, that rollerblade race yeah. Oh, yeah. was truly 
worth everything else in this movie to see this rollerblade race. So there, there's one of they have a fair on this island for the uh-huh. guests where they're like, Sports you can day. buy a vibrator, you can throw Velcro balls at ladies' butts, and they'll stick there. It's called Sticky Buns. That's <laughs> so it's, the, it is um, the best name for that. Yeah, it's hum- perfect, yeah, right? That's where the human carousel came in that yeah. we were talking about earlier. And then the centerpiece of this whole thing is a rollerblade race in which all the dudes in their little gold thongs rollerblade for the chance to spend some private time with uh, Madame Lisa. And because this hunky, dim-witted Aussie is actually in love with her because he <laughs> went down on her once. Uh-huh. Um, he, and he knows her last name. That's pretty hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he busts his way into the race last minute and, like, torches everyone. Yeah, he's pretty good <laughs> on rollerblades. Well, an incredible sequence. It's really it, fun. My comment was going to be about that, too, because I thought it was so fun. And it also felt, it was kind of like the pod race, where it felt like they put it in just yeah. for the video game rights later. Mm. So, oh, man. Video game this you, would be ugh. exit to even yeah the Sega Genesis game or this would have been pretty fun. Oh, it's kind of like Wii Sports. Even you could do a little spank tennis, and then um, you could do the the rollerblade race. Turn the finally ga- got a perfect score in spank tennis. <laughs> <laughs> the spank tennis would be a hard game to play because it was like the guy was the ball. They'd hit him with a paddle. He would jump over the net and then turn around, and the other person would spank him. And he would. Ju- it was just very <laughs> slow paced, and it seems hard to hit a winner in that game. Mm. Yeah. you think it's not really cut for the modern lifestyle like, there's not enough commercial breaks and that kind of stuff I, yeah also just the service is not as important which it is in modern tennis you know they're just not serving hard enough and um, <laughs> the rally goes on too long I do like that they're using the computer assisted uh, refereeing for, for oh, spank yeah, right, tennis right, right. now so you can tell if you actually got his butt or missed <laughs> uh, yeah I love that rollerblade sequence I mean the whole sports fair was so it was like in, actually, this is the one moment where I felt like the tone worked for me, which is that the Anne Rice things where she's like, oh, it's a circus, but they're also human ponies, but they're being tortured in this thing. Like, we in, in Taming of Sleeping Beauty, it just really made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And this had the right amount of silliness where they were like, look, we are, also, we are dressing you up like this, and we're spanking you and pretending you're a tennis ball, but we're also having fun. And I liked that tone yeah, for that moment. there was a real moment. Coachella vibe to that one. <laughs> that's, that's actually a great pitch. What are the other elements? So, so let's say the problem was they only had two things in it. And let's just say, let's, let's open up the, like, the, the door even wider. What's another thing you could throw into this movie you know, for another one of these like nice uh, like rollerblade type moments that you'd want to have in there? Wait, you mean a tone thing or a mo- or like a physical thing? Uh, another moment, because they can take anything, right? So just like any, any other thing you want to like weave into this strand, I guess? Yeah. Uh, Oh, I can't, like, I, that's kind of interesting. So, like, the movie as, like, a dumping ground for different plots you want to include? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was, like, a like a Prince and the Popper type switch <laughs> where a citizen became a guest for a day because that was their fantasy. Or, the or cr- you see what it's like for all the people in the fantasy mall, like, backstage, like the Disney Underground. Oh, I love it. Or, or we could yeah. even do, like, a... Um, a Freaky Friday thing where the croissant Ooh. becomes the nipple and the nipple becomes the croissant. That, yeah. <laughs> they're like my life is so hard my life is so hard <laughs> yeah. like, you could never be a croissant for a whole day well you could never be a nipple yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I feel like they should just blender in everything HBO does best just have like Lena Dunham play an evil queen that's trying to be like get and the throne it. of the island oh and oh, there's a robots. dragon and there's some robots so we don't and know which Issa ones are robots her hand and like yeah there's you know detectives that are out there looking for the truth about the island right. just smush everything in there but it, it turns yeah. out the doms actually what if they're people 
You right. know, what if they start I'll- to actually have feelings? And then they're polyamorous uh, Mormons as well. Right. Also, uh, <laughs> they're using rape for plot points. Perfect. <laughs> now, now we know what they everything they do. Uh, now we got the most popular television show ever made. <laughs> All right. Uh, what Caitlin, do we call it? What, uh, the Aristocrats? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin. Get out of my office. Caitlin, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you close us out with your major compliment for Exit to Eden? Uh, this is something I enjoy about media that you didn't see very often in the no- 90s. The uh, 90s. It is 90s. The 90s. <laughs> uh, it's gay in the best way, which is that it doesn't matter. Like, this movie yeah. has all these little gay overtones running through it, but nobody has to point at it and say, like, hey, that's gay. She, The mistress has, like, an obvious lady friend that she does lady thing, friend things with. I just love casually gay. Because yeah. I'm in a gay relationship, and I can tell you, it is boring. Is it pretty we casual? Netflix, we cook food we already have in the cupboard to save money. <laughs> we walk our dog. It's fucking boring. Yeah. So I just like it when gayness in media is boring. You like, a, you like a, a business casual gay. It's not a plot point. It is, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's an incidental thing. So props to it. The 90s were really bad at that, too. If you watch any high school movie from the 90s, it's yeah. all like, he's gay, you're gay. Those cheerleaders are gay. Like, it's just a mm. big thing. Any character has to have some huge revelatory coming out moment. Yawn, come on. Just fucking don't tell your parents. Get uh, out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not, I don't believe that. Awesome. All right. Well, that uh, that brings us to our more hate adjacent type conversation. I guess I want to hear because uh, it sounded like, as in Kaylin, at least you guys seem to like it genuinely. I, I have oh, to I love this it, movie. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> did you also love it? No, that was Kaylin. No, Kaylin, you said you loved it. So, wait, Sarah, do you? I do. Yeah, yes. Sarah, do you also love it? I, uh, I don't. I genuinely don't know. I, I'm like mystified by this movie <laughs> it is I mystifying really don't know. i sort of i was like fascinated and like intrigued by how far they went with some of the like bdsm stuff mm-hmm. in terms of just like showing it and putting it out there like yeah. you know it's not like real world in any way at all you know but it was still like a Whoa, hold on the real world had bdsm in it <laughs> <laughs> the real the real like, world what? was pretty kinky when you watch it. The real world, Eden yeah, Island? that slap, you know. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was terrible. I'm sorry, uh, but it just, I like, I I really don't know how I feel about this movie. It was like so misguided and so weirdly cast, and such a weird like mishmash of tones that I feel like I couldn't really get a handle on it. One thing that I love on the show is watching things that are bad in an interesting way and sort of understanding how things go awry. That's a a really fun thing is figuring out why things go wrong. And we already uh, somebody mentioned this really early on. But like the way this went bad is they took a a, Anne Rice sex novel and were like, this isn't going to work. So let's on like the fifth rewrite. They added out of whole cloth a whole other story and other characters in a comedy and it is so interesting to watch that idea of mashing things up in a way that, like, I, all of us would have known if you said from the beginning, we'd be like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> like, that'd be so easy. That's not going to work. Of course not. You can't just add okay, a buddy com- comedy around and throughout. And so, it, but it's really, ob- it's really cool to, like, watch a movie, I think it's fun, where you can see those lines where it's like, oh, clearly this is what they did. Why would you do that? I, okay, I found that enjoyable. I guess to their credit, we don't actually know if this wasn't an improvement over the original draft. Well, I mean, it's like, true, and we don't know. I haven't read the book. I don't know if any of you guys have, but I guess what I the other thing I was going to say here is something I can actually like more succinctly say. 
this was once again a thing, sort of like Fifty Shades of Grey, where in its presentation, though it purported to be about like celebrating kink and being okay with it, it sort of judged it and implied that a lot of people who are into it have some damage in some way. That absolutely that's and true. the the, and the really, premise of the beginning of it again. was was just like 50 shades which was like if you're into kink stuff it's because you were abused as a child and i just yeah, hate that you so have much daddy issues that yep. we're never gonna spell out yep oh yeah that was really yeah. ambiguous and confusing yeah yeah well yes i but i think the main character what's his elliot mm-hmm. like his weird damage is that he got spanked and he didn't know like you know, he made a very early connection between sexuality and a feeling that was supposed to be bad, and he didn't have any language. Like, he couldn't communicate that to anyone. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's damage so much as relatable. Like, I think that there are experiences... Like, if you... I don't know, you had a confusing feeling on a rocking horse in, a play, in like, a playground, or, like... I don't know, kids sit on couches funny sometimes. Like, they aren't, like, there's just a lot that happens early in your life that's sexual before you have any language for it, and some of it sticks and turns into weird stuff. That's where foot fetishes, the most popular fetish around, starts, because you sit at your mom's feet, and then you grow up, and it's weird all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just mostly thinking of her. Yeah, her. I, yeah. His, his, his arc was actually, like, because she tells him, like, hey, it's okay, you need to, like, say out loud that you like this and, and accept that and celebrate that. I thought that was, like, remarkably mature for how, oh, like, ooh, grody they presented a lot of this. But I was more sure. talking, I didn't clarify, I was more talking about her, like, they implied that she has a weird relationship with her dad and she went yeah. through some hard times in college. And then this, like, professor really, like, took advantage of her at first. And until they showed her realizing that she liked being a dom and felt power over that then it like before then you're like oh this girl is being victimized by these older men and they have her say all those things that are like uh not being in control is really scary and it's safer Mm -hmm. this way for me and all these things that seem to imply it has to do more with like her own issues with like dominant figures in her life than it does with like her healthily expressing her desires yeah so that was i guess what i was thinking of i also i'm yes i also think they sorry go ahead oh i think they missed an opportunity to do something similar to what they did to the elliot story where like you know if lisa's experience wasn't that she was damaged maybe she had some link between authority and sexuality and like if you're a woman trying to figure that out like you know you're told that that it's these are people taking advantage of you, but maybe you are in control. Like, for some people, there is an appropriate way to express that sexuality without being a victim in any way. But it's tough mm-hmm. to find the way from, like, conservative college sophomore to whatever that, you know, world that of sexuality sex looks like. <laughs> yeah, sex yes. They could have carved a different path for her where she had a lot more power in realizing that herself. And, like, you know, yeah. instead of, like, older men showed me how to do this. I can, like, I also feel like with what you were saying, Sarah, about his journey is that I I want that to be true, but I feel like you're doing the like with what Ezra was doing, which was seeing optimistically in what because I, <laughs> I I wanted that to happen and I didn't feel it happen because what I felt like what happened with him was he went to a kink island, refused to participate in anything, and then he persuaded the head dominatrix to do not that with him to like it was more like he brought her away from kink instead of being like i actually like this now we are having fun it was more like i'm gonna teach you how to love right and then he wins uh i suppose so but can't she have baking and bondage (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah i like i guess he does sort of say like he does sort of go accept that she runs a kink island and that's a non-traditional relationship and he's gonna have a lot of they have a lot of meetings about it 
Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I yeah. Just, do they stay there at the end? I was unclear as to what their life plan was. Hard to say. I mean, how do you leave a paradise island to go like Diana could have taken it over. Her her lady sure. friend could have sure. taken it over. She was being trained for that purpose. They implied. Yeah, and I guess it's the the assistant manager dude in the mansion job. owns it. It's not you know Lisa doesn't own it. Right. Right. Uh, they do say that we're, they're going to make it look like whatever they want it to look like, which I did kind of mm. like. Uh, yeah. I did not like their love story. I thought he was a goof. I think it's kind of yeah. dumb that she, an all-powerful dominatrix, like, okay, so uh, the new guests arrive, and they're all off the boat, and Lisa is awakened uh, to excitement at new arrivals. She goes to the big dinner where, like, you know, she reveals herself, comes riding in on horseback, and is carried to her throne to pre- for her new tributes to present themselves. Which is and admittedly could, awesome. Yeah, It's so it's awesome. But all I could think <laughs> of is, like, this is her job. Like, she's yeah. done this all that she's made that entrance a thousand times. And I looked at all those tables, and they're all set with flowers and flatware, which means that there is a staff that is not those volunteers, <laughs> it's not citizens. There are just busboys standing against the wall, yeah. like, oh, she's on the fucking white horse again. <laughs> like, oh, God. How long is this taking this time? Jesus, did she add another? Oh, like, <laughs> and, but, she does this all the time. There's yeah. no reason a new hotshot should catch her eye. Like, right, a guy who's not participating in the correct game and is doing right. his own yeah. bullshit. Yeah, I, I, and, I, yeah, I wish, I mean, her story it to be stronger. Great if it was someone really surprising, like the guy who thought he was on a golf tour. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I wish that guy. stayed in the element. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that would have been way better as if he kept trying to leave and it didn't work. And we see him. <laughs> so, okay. So when they're first on the boat, they're going over to, to Spank Island and there's this old guy and, sh- and the, oh, they're on the boat and the, the, welcome tour guide is like everybody get naked you can only wear this from now on and the old guy starts looking at his ticket and then looking up at the naked people and looking at his ticket and is like is this the golf retreat and it would be way better if instead of getting off the boat and going to a golf retreat we just kept seeing him pop up like during the rollerblade race he's like yeah. naked on rollerblades like i just wanted to be golfing what if he just, you know, he just keeps on winning basically right so he's just like somehow he's, he's always the best at this yeah. he, like he's accidentally, <laughs> he accidentally wins like the the the, the butt ping pong and like uh, oh man he's like He's just the best at all of it. Right? He's is, like, oh, I just I'm trying to play with Jack Nicholas. What's going on here? <laughs> this is so much. This is so clearly a book that you and I would write, and not what Anne Rice would write. But I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy who's accidentally great at Bernie's yeah. exit team. <laughs> uh, as a thing that I really hate, uh, exit two Eden is just a weird phrase for a title. I don't. I don't understand yeah. the exiting I'm not too acknowledged so. that everything about this movie is bad. I loved it. <laughs> but everything, the title, the casting, the storyline, it's all a problem. Yeah. I oh. just loved it. Okay. <laughs> One thing that's not bad, I feel like the costumes are pretty solid. Yes. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I, they're all designed by Madame Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> she's so multi She's very talented. <laughs> yeah, there only that damage the... hadn't damaged her. <laughs> I know. Wow. Well, imagine the life she could have lived. I do well, think she could be designing baby clothes right now or another oh. wholesome activity. Well, but sweaters wow. for cats. So the <laughs> the costumes are great, but they are like th- like thick leather uh uh neck pieces and uh just a lot of stuff that seems like it would be hot on a tropical island. Oh, it's not, not Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean it's for pain though, right? So Well, but the know, dom the doms are the ones wearing more clothes. Like a lot of the subs are just in the thongs. So it seems like at least Mistress Lisa oh. looks like she would be hot cuz she's wearing that 
thick neck thing and a lot of metal pieces hanging off her swimsuit and riding a horse and it looked like they knew this movie wouldn't have a premiere, so they just went to the movie theater it would have had a premiere at and cut down all of the curtains and the to form lines with. Haters, and I made myself so easy to love. Uh, today's episode was brought to you by, obviously, Paul from New Jersey, who's our sponsor. Thanks, Paul. Uh, but it was also brought to you by our other fabulous and generous meat buddies, like Paul from Seattle. What? It's a two-Paul episode. We're Double t- Paul. All Paul all the time. All Paul. Um, so, Paul Madlin from Seattle, um, who he pronounces it Madlon, but his siblings say Madlin. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I do appreciate pronunciation guides, especially when they include that sort of backstory. So... I'm on your side. I don't think Medlin is correct. I think you're right, Paul. Anyway, uh, Paul likes when we play Two Truths and a Lie, so he's going to present us with Two Truths and a Lie. I already know the answer, so the three of you are going to guess which the lie is, and I'm just going to tell you ahead of time, I really like this list. This is... Mm. Paul put some effort into it. You guys are going to like this. All right. okay. Two Truths and a Lie, Paul from Seattle. Number one, when I was 11, I was playing in my father's basement workroom with my friend Brandon... I set my hand near a band saw right when Brandon oh. accidentally turned it on and removed half of my right thumb. No. Number two. Don't like that. <laughs> Number Lie two. On principle, Paul. Did you get it back? Number two. I was adopted at birth. A year after my adoptive mother passed away, I discovered my birth mother, and we now have a very close relationship, and she's grandma to my three children. Oh, number oh two. Gosh, this is a real roller coaster. <laughs> number three. Number three. I dated Melissa McCarthy for a year in college while she was studying in the actors' studio. We broke up because, among oh, other Paul, things, I want that to be true for you. We broke up because, among other things, I thought it was dumb of her to move to Los Angeles for her career. Oh, I don't like you at all anymore. Paul. <laughs> yeah. So you're assuming that one's true, right? This know your was audience, Paul. this was a roller coaster, Paul. What a great set of two truths and one lie. Guys, what's the lie? I um, mean, wow, what a life. Whatever whatever is happening here, Paul has lived a rich life. Yes, yeah. There's a, there's I, a two-thirds yeah, chance. I mean, it's I'm going to stick with the bandsaw thing because that makes me feel so bad, but I hope it is a lie. Uh, I want to say bandsaw, too, because I don't want Melissa McCarthy to have dated any guy without half of his thumb. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, I'm just kidding. Everybody can be fine with only part of their fingers. Yeah, it does. It you does seem like a weird judgmental thing about how much thumb you should have. I know. I was. Ju- I, I but, was unnecessarily judgmental twice. But what I also like about that is that you said you want the bandsaw thing to be a lie because you think M- Melissa deserves better than a one thumb guy. But you could have also said Melissa McCarthy thing was a lie because she would have turned down the one thumb guy. So it would work either way. Oh, damn it. I, well, then I want to be. I want Melissa McCarthy to be better than me. I want her to be willing to date a guy with only part of his thumb. Oh, that's great! So you want them I'm both to be true, and then the birth thing to be wrong. I dated a blind albino and a guy missing part of his hand. These are two separate men <laughs> in my dating past. A blind albino. I don't know what I'm trying to distance myself from. I, you. Yeah, or what you're trying to prove by telling us that you're. A, we believe that you're I a good don't person. Know either. <laughs> 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 all right um i don't all right so sarah you say one for sure kaylin you yes. sounded like one but on the fence maybe ezra what's your I'm guess i'm gonna go with one i'll go with three you're gonna I don't, th- melissa mccarthy because yeah i think and, and i'm okay if it's like a technicality thing where it's like that's not why they broke up well it, it did say among other reasons so he did allow for some technicalities there wow. i think mm-hmm. i in my history of playing this game my normal theory is the celebrity one is always the lie 
Because for some reason, when people have That's to fair. come up with with lies, they frequently like a celebrity seems like an easy one. Is like, oh, I met mm. Sting, or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I already know the answer, and the answer is the first one is the lie. Oh, well one? done, Sarah the and Kaylin. Yeah, yeah, the thumb the thing. Oh, thank goodness, Paul. <laughs> what, what, don't let your kids near those saws. So wait. So what kind of saw was it that cut off his finger? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, he did slice off a good chunk of the tip of his thumb with a meat slicer in his 20s. I knew oh, it. God damn it. No. Paul. No. <laughs> Paul, you had us. Paul, you had us and you lost <laughs> us again. <laughs> the bandsaw thing, I think like new bandsaws have this really cool thing where it can tell if a finger touches it and it ha- have, oh, have you guys heard of this? Have that, they, well, they have I that new bandsaw smell, which is great. So. I only, it's just one of the most amazing things is that it has this electrical current running through it and if a, a part of a body touches it it can tell and it has an explosive device in it that explodes the blade off the chain so that it stops as oh, fast shit. as possible that seems like a terrible idea it's, it's so, so good it's great exactly it's an improvement um Hi. i for the record i think that this movie if except eden came out like today melissa mccarthy absolutely would have been the Rosie oh Nicole, for um, sure yeah um so uh more details from paul um he assumed that people would pick the second one as the lie which no one did but he thought they would because the birth mother thing was so sweet he thought that that would come off as a lie but apparently that's all true um no, that's we believe wonderful it. also true, i don't want to call bullshit on that either way so also true dated melissa in college and uh he said the real reason we broke up or the main reason we broke up was because i was a horrible person and boyfriend but me oh. telling her that hollywood was a pipe dream does seem like a pretty funny thing in hindsight so that was part of it that and he did tell like include that part but that wasn't the main reason they broke up because he had a lot of other reasons to break up with him okay well that's I hope hilarious. you're a better person now. I, I, I think he is. I love that she's like going off to Hollywood to chase her dreams. And he apparently went to work in a deli where he cut off part of his <laughs> Whoa, what if he just like volunteered or just like just showed up there where it's like, hey guys, can I use this for a little bit? <laughs> no, he he uh, he chased his dream, which was being a nine-fingered sandwich artist. I wish I didn't have as many fingers yeah. as I do now. <laughs> and she uh, told him Paul. that was silly, but he lived it. Well, then uh, he, fought, he screwed up because he cut off a thumb, well, not a finger. That's true. <laughs> Technicality. That's right. You only ever have eight fingers. You got to say shit. digit. You got to be very clear about that. So anyway, um, thanks, Paul, from Seattle for sponsoring. Great Two Truths and a Lie. We have one more quick thank you to send out, which is our other meat buddy this week, which is Merrill from Columbus, Ohio. And Merrill would like a compliment pile. So you guys remember this game, which is where we just give random compliments to a person we know nothing about um, in a big pile. So, And I'll start because I know one thing about Merrill, which is well, you guys think of a general compliment, maybe, for Merrill from uh, Columbus, Ohio. But uh, Merrill took a while to get back to me uh, by email and then was really apologetic about it. And I just want to say, don't feel bad. I love when people take a while to respond to emails because every time I send an email, it's like checking a thing off my to-do list. And if you get back to me in two minutes, new to-do list. You've just given me more shit to do. If you take a while to respond, it lets me be done for an hour, which is so nice. I got I got one to, to, to add on the pile. Thank you, Meryl, for your uh, uh, well-made yet comfortable line of hiking shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, waterproof, uh, available in many countries. Um, That's the thing I like about it is the number of countries it's available in. <laughs> I just went to the website and it's like, which country from there is someone I did not recognize? So good job, Meryl. You oh, really taught you some expanded. geography. <laughs> yeah it taught me about a thing uh yeah she doesn't spell her name the way the shoes do but good good compliment other compliments from meryl from ohio uh you know if if she is the meryl that i think she might be she's a genuinely lovely person and a great writer oh. and if she's not the same meryl i am thinking of whom i know then 
And she reminds me of a lovely person, a writer. So either way, nice job, um, Meryl. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. I, I got another one. Thank you for teaming up with your friend Lynch and having a, a successful wealth management company. <laughs> is, this, is this spelled that way? Uh, I don't know how Merrill Lynch is spelled. I don't think so. Double R I double L. Nope. How are we only? Not, I, I mean, you talk about street here. You got a street like this is Merrill. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, for for being the streepiest. <laughs> oh man, I I thank you, Merrill, for a reason to look at Merrill Streep's Wikipedia page because oh. it has pictures of her from 1979 and woo girl. I mean, pictures from 2017 ain't bad either. Wow. Yeah. You are wearing proudly one of the finest names that ever has graced our nation's cinemas, the world cinemas even. Yeah. I know. We can't. No one can be the street. There is only one Meryl Street. I mean, if yeah. You have a piece of her inside of you. It's right It's right there on your birth certificate, presumably, unless you were named something else and chose Meryl, which would be even cooler. It's short yeah, for Maryland. Yeah, Wait, 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 wait. Like the land? Yeah. Short for Maryland. And they just shorted it to Meryl. That's so cool. No, it's we unlikely. Name, unlikely. Uh, and I bet you are as great as your name. I think she's probably living up to the name, whether or not she's the person Sarah thinks. Um, also, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the opportunity to look up, up Meryl Streep stuff. You're totally right. This was great. Well, I can't believe Earth has had a Meryl for this. We've had a Meryl Streep streak for so long. It's also, really nice. wait, she's in Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. I recommend that you go to Mr. Bulky's. <laughs> <laughs> Is that in Columbus? <laughs> No, it's not in Columbus. I think it's it's near Akron. Uh, so I don't think it's exactly. Uh, oh, but, this but is your bulk where, food place. Yes, exactly. That's where our other meat buddy, who was around oh, the yeah, Cleveland yeah. area at one point. Uh, so anyway, everyone everyone who's ever touched that foot in any part of Ohio should check out Mr. Bulky's. It's a really good bulk candy store. <laughs> <laughs> well, Meryl, thanks for being from Ohio. Thanks for uh, representing for Meryl's everywhere. Thanks for maybe being somebody Sarah knows. And thanks for taking a while to get back to me. Enjoy your bulk candy. And thank you for uh, being a meat buddy. We really appreciate it to all of our meat buddies and our sponsors. Thank you guys all so much. You can become a meat buddy by going to readdeshweep.com slash meat buddies. And it helps make it possible for us to do the show. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. Now it is time for lightning bonus round. We're going into lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're going to finish this shit up. Lightning bonus round. So lightning bonus round is our mini game segment where we talk about things inspired by the movie, but not necessarily about the movie. Um, I was actually, I liked your idea of like piling on other things to this to make it an HBO thing. We, that was a perfect lightning bonus round in another segment. I was wondering, because <laughs> um, I like Dan and Rosie as buddy cops in places they don't belong. So what mm. are other yeah. islands we can send them on Ooh. an adventure to? <laughs> All right. Oh, can we just stick them in Avatar? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You know this this script of Avatar Six isn't really working for us, so we've added buddy cops, Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell. So someone killed Home Tree, and they have to figure out who did oh, it. Oh no, Home Tree! I mean, can you imagine them in Blue Lagoon? <laughs> yeah, they just show up on the island as like two cousins boning on the beach. And they're like, oh, we got to yeah. figure out what's going on here. And we can you put them in Lost also, where they're just trying to figure out like what the smoke monster is all about. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know, the all-female rebate, 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 oh. Lord of the Flies got pretty panned this week on social media, so maybe, maybe it's time to send Rosie and Dan <laughs> to a little island, they get shipwrecked, they swim, they find a conch, oh, they man. chase a pig. They have to figure out who killed Piggy. Uh, Terrible crime. You know it was wait, wait, someone killed Piggy and the home tree? <laughs> it's different people. There are multiple crimes across multiple dimensions no, that they're no, no. solving. The smoke monster did both of it. Uh, well, they'll find the smoke monster. Hopefully, the smoke monster was photographed by a random guy at an airport. That's <laughs> oh all we my need. God. Yeah, you know, rudely. We didn't even talk about brother. Iman. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, how did we miss Iman? It's a terribly wonderful performance. <laughs> Man, was she looked wonderful. incredible in this oh. whole movie, and Woo. I had no idea what her character was or was intended to be. I was so baffled. She uh, occasionally. She was, yeah. great. she was occasionally an Indian man. Yeah, that was second. Troubling. <laughs> Racist. Yeah, maybe. I'd say Race, troubling. Ra- Racish. Uh, yeah. yeah, she was. Uh, also, she okay. So she's the one of the criminals, but not the main criminal. She's an assassin working for the main jewel thief or something. Anyway, yeah. um, she uh, used to be married to David Bowie, um, but she uh, in the movie like is uh also on spank island but as like a as like a customer and is having a good time but then is also trying to assassinate the photographer it is a weird piece that she is doing but she does look stunning the whole time yeah yeah well that accent that fight scene with rosie and amon yeah very confusing feelings (laughs) (laughs) give me a couple of them i mean it's uh amusement it's arousal. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. Uh, I was trying to name more A things to imply that that's just the beginning of the alphabet of the feelings that I'm having. Aardvark. There you go. I've got f- some, some feelings about that fight scene from Aardvark to Zulu. It was such a terrible fight scene. There were a couple moments like thinking about the staff as Mistress Lisa dismounted her horse uh, at the beginning of the film. That fight was like, it was obviously not the first take. They had been there for many hours. They were tired of grappling with each other. Amon just kicks off her shoes at one point, like, fuck these heels. It is the best. Yeah, that's the Yeah, and then Dan Aykroyd comes in as the maintenance guy and is like, you guys look like you're boning. I'll just let you to it. And then she's like, no, it's a murder. And he's like, oh, then I'll get involved. Because Amon is assaulting Rosie by just thrusting her pelvis at her. This is, she's trying to murder <laughs> by pelvis. Was. She has some... <clears throat> yeah, it's a non-traditional kill move i would say for most <laughs> that's what assassins. she's known for though yeah. she's very good at it um i only perfected in the bond series <laughs> <laughs> what what would you guys' favorite and least favorite part of being on spank island be do you think oh i don't know if i love spanking so that seems like a big issue <laughs> <laughs> well could you be a spanker and not a spanky or you I could be like working in maintenance part of it Right, that's sort of like saying, like, "Hey, man, you might not like really love to eat anchovies, but do you want to cook anchovies for people?" No, man, I don't like anchovies. Well, no, that you much. might want to be an anchovy. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with anchovies, really, one way or the other. I'd like the freedom. <laughs> what of Which being part? a tiny fish? I don't know. It seems nice. <laughs> a lot of people are trying to kill you, man. Are you sure you still want that? Uh, but I am evading them. I will never be pizza. <laughs> are you gonna be? <laughs> I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I I guess uh, uh, I'm I'm not like the sex parts are separate. I guess the island did look kind of nice, and um, uh, I do like the idea of an expensive vacation resort with like a lot of baths and. If oh, if it's all inclusive, then I'm in. Uh, if it's like thing where I keep on getting upcharged, oh, you know, yeah, to like yeah, yeah. to like to spank better or to like to not get spanked, right? Do you then, want like I might be like, oh my god, just like do you want a ticket to see the roller blood blade race that costs yes, extra, exactly. or like a picture, like the magnet picture that's also <laughs> yeah. You finish he finishes the naked roller blade race, and then just someone with a photo of all of them as they go over a jump. <laughs> like and then $30. and then oh, here's the thing: if they don't buy it, they're just gonna throw it away, and no one will have it. But like they won't give it to you for free, you know. They want your money. It's 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 kind of bullshit. I like that everyone had sleep masks, both for sex and for when Rosie O'Donnell was sleeping. 
Mm. Yeah, Honestly, it's a practical nice. item. It's very helpful. I, mm-hmm. I am a big fan of it. And every time people complain that's like, oh, my hotel room was too light, you can just put the oh. blinds over your face. How come they didn't have sexy earplugs also? Because I feel like that would have been a must. <laughs> uh, yeah, it depends on what your... Uh, or platonic earplugs. I don't care. I Just think more earplugs. platonic I earplugs. Like they need, yeah. They're very They're practical. Platonic, sexy soundproofing, non-sexy soundproofing. I don't care. Just she wasn't digging it, you know? So she didn't have to listen to that. I, I, yeah, uh, I mean, the resort itself looked nice. The, like, massage... massage sta- mas- I can't speak. Uh, my <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's the non- non- <laughs> uh, The massage stations looked nice. Um, I yeah. would hate to be in a classroom having a very sweet, beautiful woman demand that I do some dirty talk for the class. I yeah. I, I thought that was an odd situation. I, like, uh, it was... It was like she was okay, so it was like a, it was a dirty talk class, and they're like, "Hey, random lady, practice your dirty talk now in front of all of us," which is would be very difficult. But then she was like, "Put your thing in my thing," and that felt like she wasn't even trying. Well, on the spot though, I would have given her a B. <laughs> but you could at least say like you know you could at least use some like slang terms other than yeah, thing. Well, yeah, she could have given an example or like a, you know like a like a you know it was like, "Can you do something?" Wh- like picture a certain kind of, like imagine this is like sexy like I don't know medieval times right like you know, like yeah. dirty, like give me a, give me a, give me a, a prompt you know not just like go on the yeah spot. improv it give me a location give me yes a yes personal, <laughs> yes exactly one the more relationship uh, sexual sexual now come on <laughs> Consent, consenting adults consenting brothel adults. brothel it's always yeah. brothel <laughs> porn um uh I. I guess there, there probably are very good ways to teach dirty talk. I felt like she wasn't doing a great job of it. So for a, 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 what was mostly like a classes and seminars type convention. I mean, it wasn't Professor Lisa, okay? So you know, It was weird. They were also, they played that sex tennis, but they also played regular tennis. Yeah. Well, that's way more fun. <laughs> yeah. It was like the sexy version of all normal resort stuff and then also normal resort stuff. Yeah. There's some, a lot of, some of the normal resorts are still pretty good, you know? Oh, I love that. Yeah. I just love man, I loved that. I just love cuz I'm exactly <laughs> I kept thinking about it during this movie. Uh we were joking about what the real life version of this would look like and I got hired to do comedy at a kink conference, which was Ooh. this only in the real world. Uh-huh. And I don't want to disclose anything that I mean these are this is part of life that people keep private, but I can tell you that it was just on the Marriott on Van Ness in San Francisco. <laughs> it was just in a normal hotel. Yeah. And in the top they put up a couple chairs for people to sit in to be all sexy or whatever and there were some places to hang, but it was just lectures. It was lectures and communicating your boundaries and dirty talk. It was speakers that own sex shops and how to buy what you want and all that like product demos. It was one room was just a regular conference with like little kiosks for people to advertise their different butt plugs all over butt plugs vibrate the whole nine whatever you wanted you could walk down a corridor and get it you had to go downstairs for where they were everybody was doing it there was a giant banquet room with just regular hotel carpet and regular hotel lighting and it was just a bunch of people spanking each other and kind of getting whipped and like just doing it there was a room with wrestling mats there was a room with like a tickle factory there was oh man i don't giant space was also like the main room was also set up like a normal conference like you could go to a spanking booth and then go sample another spanking booth i just walked around with my backpack (laughs) all i wanted to do was watch it i would be rosie o'donnell that's really good i would have a hot dude who came and painted my house a month later (laughs) and i would play ping pong watching people slap butts and paper i feel like a backpack is a really good accessory because it feels like you're in a little harness 
It, it was very safe. <laughs> it I, was yeah. a soothing hug I mean, without I, anyone there touching. I have such a mixed feelings about that because, like, on the one hand, like, cool for Marriott for being so open to that kind of conference, but on the other hand, like, like they kind of really clean that room because, like, next week it's like the Oil Drillers Association meeting, and then oh, hotels do not give a shit. Uh, I went to Kamloops, Canada, to do an atheist convention, and it was sharing. It oh, that sounds fun. A hallway with a Catholic high school's prom. <laughs> so one side of the hall lectures from prominent atheists. The uh, other side of the hall, Catholic kids were pretty sure that anal would keep them in heaven. Man, but, uh, it was. <laughs> there are a lot of people on both sides of that that hallway who think they're right about stuff. Oh, and that there's going to be crossover. Yeah. There's going to be some some reformed atheists going right back to the Catholic Church, and a bunch Man. of kids fleeing the to the other side. Jeez, I uh, I'm so fascinated by all of that. All right, uh, well, any of the butt plugs from the other conference get me into heaven, or did good you not? Question. Did they answer that question, or did you, just, you did not? <laughs> you, you had to you have to pay for the sessions, Ezra. You can't just get oh, the stuff for free. It was a it, conference. Get, all right, well I tried. Yeah, otherwise they can't hire comedians. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was the f- actually that was the best part of that whole story was like that you are very marketable to different types of organizations. Hire Kaylin oh, yeah. to perform at almost any hotel based conference; <laughs> she'll do it. Probably not your Catholic high school's prom, but whatever's happening next door, I might be right. For it. <laughs> uh, I guess that's lightning bonus round. Yeah, I think we did it. Uh, let's uh, end now with another compliment. Oh, by the way, you can play lightning bonus round by going to Facebook or Twitter and telling us what you think about the topic or uh, suggesting games or answers to games. So now we're going to go in reverse order for the minor compliments. So, Kaylin, I'm going to make you go first. What is your last nice thing you're going to say about Exit to Eden? The one scene where you get to see Dan Aykroyd in leather, uh, I laughed for too long. It was so it was terrific. That was also shamey, though, because he like tried on leather and he was like, I, "Oh, I hate it." I didn't think I didn't get the shamey thing from this movie. This, mm, I don't want to start yeah. conversations too long. I understand feeling that way. I had a different sense of it that he's just not into it. I don't think he gave a shit. He bought a vibrator and tried to get his wife back with it. Yeah, that's like, true. That's a pretty good way to come around. That's true. You know, unsure, a little judgmental, get some exposure, buys a vibrator. That's a pretty normal path, I think. I mean, he he bought and he bought a a, a big one too. So a he was big really old trying. Vibrator. Yeah, he is gonna. Yeah. That is a good way. If you're gonna try to get your ex wife back, you don't come in with a little rabbit ear. <laughs> no double A battery's gonna do it. You need something you can plug into a wall to repair a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry. So I cut off your compliment with that shade, but uh, that's okay. Continue. Uh, I really like. I thought that was very funny. Dan Aykroyd in the giant Bane-like uh, leather suit, where he pulls off the mask, and I just thought he was all sweaty. I laughed really hard. Yeah, that's the only time I've laughed at Dan Aykroyd in the movie. He's kind of adorably terrible. Uh, yeah, I've liked him in some stuff. What I, I really liked him in oh, Gross in Point movie. Blank. Yeah, in this movie. Oh yeah, in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant ever. Uh, that's fair. I did get, this is a true story, I got catcalled, what, they've all been true stories, my life's weird, and uh, I don't know, but I got catcalled, and a guy looked at me up and down and goes, girl, you look like Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> wow. And, and you fucked that guy. That was, no, no, you're no. married. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to be mad, but he said it like it was so sexy. Yeah, that's yeah, like, I mean, what he the thing. was looking it's, for. If that's, yeah, if that's, that was his highest compliment he could think of, right? So, like, I mean, you just have to translate to something that is not terrible for you yeah yeah honestly i didn't interpret it as an insult in any way <laughs> yeah that's great uh I'm, my minor compliment is actually, i actually have a couple of super mini minor compliments uh which is uh i'll just do a couple of them really quick uh so dana has this line where with she's like with rosie in that count in the classroom and they're joking about rosie can't stop talking about gilligan's island 
And Dana's like, my favorite one is the one with Kurt Russell. And I think that's perfect because she had just finished kissing him in Tombstone a year before this movie was made. Oh, so I thought that was a nice job. little bit of reality coming in there. Uh, I also, he was a, an analog photographer, obviously, because this is before digital cameras. And I don't miss most things about analog photography, but I do love film canisters. I thought they were neat. <laughs> and then... That- my, that was a fun moment where he's like, like, like. I think I got the shot. I have no idea. I was like, oh, we'll 90s. find out in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> but then, I my favorite is favorite thing is during the sports outing, there was a guy juggling Benoit balls. So it was a yes. night. It was a way. It was a. Yeah. If you're gonna do a carnival and sex toys, that's what you have to do. You got to juggle Benoit balls. It was a perfect center of that Venn diagram. And they cut away just as someone said, "What are they for?" <laughs> <laughs> well, for juggling. Yeah, uh, I love this movie. Yeah, I, uh, I, <laughs> I really. Everyone's right. It is terrible. I, I individual. I, I watched it twice. Yeah. I downloaded it. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, as uh, Sarah, you're up next. What's your minor compliment? I think every movie should be required by law to play Return to Innocence. The <laughs> 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 biggest laugh of the movie for me was when that started pumping. <laughs> That's I just picture good. the recording studio like, hell yeah, people are going to fuck to this for years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was yeah, when he was but... getting on the boat. One of the sexy scenes was also that other song that's in every oh, 90s sexy movie that I forget right, the name you're of. You're right, you're right. The one that's like, da, shiza, and all the whispers. Um, I do love a good whisper. Yeah, that one. Um, that's oh, in like every movie in the '90s. That's also a music cue that should be in every movie ever. But yeah. Return to Innocence made me laugh so so hard. You're right. You're right. That oh, was God. getting on the boat, facing his spank-filled Hi, future. That's such a great idea to have like mandatory um, title sequences for movies coming up now. Or just yeah. like you must use this song. It's so good. Uh, Ezra, why don't we end with you? What's your minor compliment? And the last nice thing you're ever going to say about Exit to Eden. Uh, well, the the bad guy, at one point he makes, like, I think, the claim where it's like, ah, I'm running out of accents. And I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> one accent into a into a show. It's like, oh, God, how many accents do I have left? I have Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Connery. <laughs> you haven't done Connery yet. Go try that. Okay, great. Yeah, and then, and then I need, like, the, yeah, the, the, I need just to mix them back together. So I need to have, like, what's the... What's like the Rosie O'Donnell, like Dan Aykroyd element I can bring into my uh, Sean Connery accent to like to make it freshen up again? You know, like what's the thing I can bring this whole thing around so it's like spicy and new and um, ready for action? Yeah. So I don't know what that's going to be, but uh, maybe it's home tree. Have you tried? <laughs> have you tried learning a new accent? What's a new accent you're going to work on? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't actually know how Welsh people sound one way or the other, but it sounds like a good one to do. Oh, that's a good one too. It does, because you're not the only one probably who doesn't know how they sound, and so you could yeah. probably just try something <laughs> anyone have an idea what, what uh, tips on welsh accents uh just be respectful <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm just gonna sit here That's politely guys script. and yeah. nod <laughs> that is solid advice everybody that is it for the show thank you so much for listening we're gonna be back again next week talking about surfs up to wave mania so this is the wwe funded sequel to the cgi animated happy feet but with surfing movie surfs up and it's one of those sequels without the original cast and 
with a major corporate tie-in, and I'm so excited for it. Uh, this is sponsored by Molly, who says, I know I probably should have submitted this for Wet Month, but honestly, it's worth it on its own. So we're going to keep a little piece of Wet Month alive in Spons- Temper by watching this stay, movie. Stay a little wet forever, guys. <laughs> I do miss Wet it's Month like already. This has been, yeah, we've had a nice crossover. This is staying pretty wet. I like it. It's getting wet into the into dry months, so that is the dry, dry season. Thank you for Paul to Paul from New Jersey for sponsoring this weird fun thing. This is one of those films where I've never heard of it, and now I know a lot about it, and so I really appreciate that uh, expanding our knowledge. I do like also one thing that I enjoy on the series in our in our topics and in this podcast is when there's something that I'm like. Man, what is going on? And that's what we had with this. It's just, <laughs> just sure. being totally yeah. confused is kind of kind of neat. So, uh, great sponsorship, Paul, and thanks for uh, sponsoring. Thanks for being a meat buddy, and thank you for always using Amazon.com. Also, thank you to Paul from Seattle, who really blew it with Melissa McCarthy, and uh, Meryl from Columbus, who may or may not be Sarah's friend. Thank yeah. you all for being meat buddies uh redistrict.com slash meat buddies it makes keeps making our show possible plus you get to vote on topics and you get bonus points for when you try to sponsor later uh thanks for being here at ezra fox yeah this is something it was at sarah hathaway hey thanks for having me i am gonna think about this movie until i die <laughs> <laughs> well uh hopefully you can get it out of your head long enough to talk to us about harry potter in a couple weeks yeah, I'll, I'll put snooze on it for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. you guys about that. Let it wake you up again in a month and be like, was that real? Did I do that? <laughs> Did I have a fever? Yeah. We'll have a special version of Harry Potter for you, Sarah, where, um, where, where Rosie and Dan show up to help figure out uh, like where the Philosopher's Stone actually is. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, Rosie is still wearing that leather suit. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Did you guys see... Uh, I'm sure you did, but there was the um, that text conversation of the the person who was re- reading Harry Potter for the first time and accidentally read a uh, an yes. erotic fan fiction of the, of the fifth <laughs> book and didn't realize it till halfway through. So good. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> I can't remember where, I, where this was, but it was like, it was like a viral it's on, image. It's on Twitter. Yeah, it's on Twitter, but it was... You can find it. It was like... He, he was like texting... He or she was texting their friend that got them into the series. was like, you told me this book took a turn, but I was surprised when they were having sex in the classroom. And I'm like, that's not in this book. Like, yeah, good joke. <laughs> like... No, wait, what? Anyway, it turns out they've been reading an entire fa- gross erotic fanfic. It was great. Oh, anyway, enjoy that. Um, and thanks, as always, at Caitlin Gill. It's so great to talk to you. Oh, it's it was a pleasure. Sincerely, this time. I've suffered for this show. You have. It was a pleasure to, uh, to feel true joy. If you have any sort of conference uh, that is not related to Catholic children... You should definitely have Caitlin come and perform comedy at it. She is. You're you're weird. T- I've performed at private sex parties. I'd do that again. I. I'll t- I man. I. It's funny when you look at like you know. I'll do anything for money. Like, hey, sex workers are empowered in doing their thing in, in almost every case. But I've been so close. I've been close <laughs> enough to get paid to be at a place where sex workers are also getting paid. Wow. I'm right on the line. But yeah, I need the money. I so. have. Uh... <laughs> I'm doing a show at a sex, a private sex club here next weekend, and I am oh, super yeah. nervous about it. Oh, it's a great time. <laughs> and either no one will listen or everyone will nervously listen. It depends on what time they put you up. Yeah. There is an... I, man. Uh, orgies are not different from school dances full of nerds. It's beautiful. Ooh. I, that actually was a good framing device. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> huh. Awesome. All right. Well, I hope you guys survived the heat and fires, uh, both of you, our LA friends. And uh, we'll talk to everybody soon. 
Take care. Bye. Thank you. Thanks so much, Gabe. And I'm not stuffing. <laughs>